Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, June 13th, 2016. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. If you'd like to get a reading from me, email me at AllieThees at Yahoo.com or hit me up on Keen. Info's in the show's notes. Or if you'd like to support me and the Ask Allie podcast on Patreon, that information, too, is in the show's notes. And I'd like to thank my two patrons from Patreon, is Maria and Sandy. So thank you, Maria and Sandy. I greatly appreciate your support. <clears throat> well, if you can't tell, <clears throat> goodness gracious, I still have going on whatever's been going on. And it is, <laughs> oh, it's so irritating because it just won't go away. And I keep sleeping like 10, 11 hours a, d- a night. I go to bed about midnight and get up at 10 or 11. I'm like, animals, why do you not jump all over me and wake me up? I mean, this is ridiculous. I've, I haven't slept this much since I was a teenager. Maybe I'm overdue. And that's why I'm sleeping this much, but I don't like <laughs> I don't like sleeping that much. Um, I got too many things to do. So bear with me as I keep coughing and hacking and sucking on uh da 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 cough drops. That's it. As I go through this. At least I'm not taking the medicine anymore that makes me high. So that is a bonus. <laughs> Thank God for everything, huh? Um, my story and promote website is, is now up and running. I'm working on Gypsy Girl Press because I am, um, working with somebody, getting their book published and getting their book marketing plan up and ready to go. And as I am helping this person with their book and their book marketing plan, excuse me, I, I know what, what changes need to be made to Gypsy Girl Press so that I can help other people publish their book and um, get their marketing plan out. So keep an eye on Story and Promote and Gypsy Girl Press. And on top of those two things, I am also finally uh, back to the Soulful Connection book. Um, I ran a Indiegogo uh, campaign last year that failed miserably <laughs> for the Soulful Connections book. And I was uh, wounded because nobody uh, really supported me with that. I did have a few people. Thank you, people. Uh, But in hindsight, it was a very good idea. It didn't work. Because now that I'm working on the book again, I'm taking it from a different point of view. Um, I'm still taking it from finding your twin flame, finding your soulmates, and how to connect to them, how to have telepathic sex with them, um, how do you know when they're looking for you, that all is still in there. But I am um, adding some more things in to help you with your, your soulful connection search. And I'm taking it more from a joining together, um, light expanding love experience than I was before. And I also took out... Um, all the stories about the guys. Don't worry, because <laughs> that's all supplemental material that you can get um, after the book is published, kind of like the bonus stuff. So it's not in the book, but if you're interested, there'll be supplemental material about all the men that I have found in my soul groups um, for you. But it's, it's going along really well. 
And, I mean, that's why I've been staying up until midnight, 1 o'clock, uh, working on the book. I'm also watching the Cavs get their ass kicked, but that's <laughs> that's a whole other other thing. Um, <clears throat> but it's going well, and I'm very pleased with how it's going. Um, okay, so the Tarot Overview of the Week. Now, last week, if you guys remember, all three cards pointed to you guys going outside of your comfort zone. Did any of you do that? I hope you did. I hope you did something. Even with something little outside your comfort zone. Um, what I did is I joined a, um, a mastermind group with um, a business owner. He is a, a gentleman that I deeply admire and um, have been following his pages for, for quite some time. And <laughs> I have to introduce myself to him and um, his the rest of the people in the group. And now I have to make a video. I introduce, I had to introduce um, in the group, but then I also have to make a video <laughs> introduction. Then I have to tell people about Story and Promote and Gypsy Girl Press and the fact that I'm an author and a screenwriter and I help people do their stories and then Soulful Connection book. So I had to put myself out there. And that scares <laughs> the crap out of me. But I'm doing it. And... Uh, I know, it's the, I know it was the right thing to do, and it's definitely outside of my comfort zone. So I hope you two did something to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So, this week for the Tarot Overview, I am using, again, the Native Spirit. Um, I, I did find something interesting, uh, was it yesterday, between the, the, the card deck reminded me. Yesterday, I was working on Soulful Connections, and it dawned on me. That my my guide that stepped in after Joshua and Selena took a step, you know, step back. Um, his name is Eagle Sky, and it dawned on me last night that Eagle Sky is also Bill's high level guide, and it struck me like, well, now this makes sense. <laughs> Now this makes sense about why this Eagle Sky, why he stepped in, and the directions he has been trying to guide me to. Um, it just all makes sense. So, anyways, how this <clears throat> tarot overview works is I draw three cards from the Native Spirit deck by Denise Lynn, and you pick either card one, card two, or card three. And whatever card you pick, that is your energy overview for the upcoming week. Okay? Okay, so let's, um, let me hit Jeopardy and you guys choose your card. Okay, so what'd you pick? Did you pick card one? A card two, or a card th number three. Hmm, no, no, no. You can't cheat and change after I tell you what the card you picked um, says. <laughs> and disclosure, I picked card number two. Okay? So, <clears throat> excuse me, if you pick card number one, um, there is a, it seems to be there is a, another, um, theme going on <laughs> with these cards, by the way. 
if you pick card number one, you pick Spirit of Water. And it's a gorgeous card uh, of the waves rolling in on a beach. And Spirit of Water is all about trusting your intuition. Know that you're on the right path. Take time to nurture yourself. Allow your inner child free reign. Believe in your dreams. Don't stifle your emotions. Trust the messages they're giving you. Purity and cleanse yourself and your home. Healing is on its way. Emotional healing energy is expanding within you. Okay? So that's card number one. If you picked card number two, you picked Flowing River. And this card is, a, is just a nice, beautiful... Um, calmly flowing river. It's got a little bit of rapids in the front here. Over not big rapids, just a little over rocks. And there's a sunset and some birds flying in the distance in the woods. It's a very nice um, card. So if you pick flowing river, uh, it means everything's falling into place because you aren't resisting the drift of the great river of life. It's time to let go. You're entering a period of gracious ease and flow. All is unfolding perfectly and with good timing. When you're in a state of flow, you aren't pushing the river to go faster, and you aren't swimming against it. Let go of the shore and enjoy the ride. So, me getting in touch with that mastermind group, me taking the plunge and joining, me taking the plunge and introducing myself in the group, and then signing up to do the, the member video, bingo bambo, flowing river. So, it's paying off. <clears throat> now, if you pick card number three, you pick Eagle Medicine. Now, Eagle Medicine, this has to do with water in a way because it's now frozen water. You see the mountain range. It kind of reminds me of, um, of the start of one of the Lord of the Rings uh, movies. But uh, the snow-capped mountains, there's snow everywhere, and there's this beautiful eagle flying in to soar to the mountain. So Eagle Medicine is all about profound connection to the Creator and the heavenly realms. As the eagle soars high above the earth, it has the ability to see things from a higher perspective. Courage and stamina are filling your life. You have the ferocity, ferocity, ferocity to right injustice and wrongs done to you or to others. This is the time to face fear and overcome it. So... We have three cards here. Each deals with some sort of water. The first one is the ocean with the water gently um, flowing into the beach. The second one is the flowing river. We have the water meandering and it's kind of cascading over these, these rocks in the beginning. And then we have frozen water in, as snow at the end. <clears throat> and it's all about really getting out there courage. Go forth. Let go. Enjoy the ride. Healing is coming. You're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. So, kudos guys. This is fantastic news for all of us this week. This seems to be a very good week again for us. Now, before I go on um, to the topic, I do want to mention um, I, I can't go further into the podcast without mentioning not mentioning the, the massacre in Orlando. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday, for Monday, and when I woke up, 
again after 11 hours. So I woke up almost before 11. First thing I saw on my phone was that my I had a couple friends who live in Orlando and it said on Facebook that they were safe. And I thought to myself, well, that shooting of the, the young the young woman from The Voice was that morning. Why is it telling me this now? Which, by the way, my heart goes out to the woman of the, from The Voice and everyone that that affected as well. That just, that made me very upset when I saw that yesterday morning. <coughs> so, I went and I looked and then I saw about the, um, the massacre at uh, the gay bar. And I have a lot of gay friends in Orlando. In Orlando, so I was very happy that they all clicked that they were okay, and they also posted on their Facebooks um, pages that their friends who are gay um, were not at that club last night. Um, there are a few acquaintances that are not accounted for, but um, so far the friends that every I know and that they know are fine. But this hurts my heart. You know, it how one person could have that much hate to go in there and kill all those people and wound all those others that are sitting that they're on the hospital right now. It just how many lives one person filled with hate can um, destroy. Like that. Just like that. Gone. And we keep seeing stuff like this over and over and over again. And the massacre at the bar is the, the largest mass shooting on American soil. Um, they haven't labeled a terrorist attack yet or not. Um, but my heart goes out to everybody that was um, affected by this. And... Um, I think it would be good for all of us to send love out. Love to the people who have passed. Love to their families, their friends, to the ones that are injured, to the police officers that went in and had to see all this. I mean, those police officers are, are forever changed as well. And the poor club owner. I mean, there are just so many different lives that were affected because of this. It's just amazing. So we just send love to Orlando, period. And, um, and just safe space for them, a, safe, a nice safe port, and that everyone will be okay. Okay? That they will all be able to all live with what happened. I don't think anyone will get over it. But I believe they'd be able to live with it in time. Okay, I had I just I had to say something. I couldn't keep going without saying it because it just it's been on my mind since I I got up today. Um, okay, so the topic I would like to discuss today is soulmate expectations. <coughs> Excuse me. Now this came about as I'm working on the book. You know, I'm I'm writing a, um, a section called. Um, how to be a safe port for your soulmates. Because when you find soulmates or your twin flame, you are inviting them into your energy. And 
they are allowing you into theirs. And when you allow other people into your energy, and you want them there, okay, you want them there, you need to be a safe place for them to land. Okay, you need to be a safe place for them to feel comfortable. I mean, past lives and, and soul connections only do part of the work. The rest of the work is you've got to be a safe place for them to be. And as I was writing it, I thought to myself, you know, all the readings I've done, I'd say a good 70% of the readings I've done for people over my career has been about expectations. It's been about relationship expectations. And I tell you, relationship expectations kill a relationship. Okay? It's the number one reason why people contact me for a reading. And I still think it's the number one reason why relationships have difficulties. Okay? Expectations with a soulmate. And I'm saying this because when you find a soulmate, you expect them to behave, you know, A, B, C. You expect the relationship to go, you know, X, Y, Z. You expect things when you find this soulmate. You're conditioned to believe these things will happen when you find that soulmate. <clears throat> because of um, Hollywood, because of advertising. Um, and I know from first-hand experience that expectations can almost kill you. September 21st, 2005. <sighs> against all odds, against all odds, I was at the same place that Bill was. I mean, here I am, a stay-at-home mom, and I happened to be out in, in L.A. <laughs> at the same place he was. I, when all this happened, I didn't have the money. I didn't have a place to say, stay. I had no way to get out there. I had no place to attend the event he was at. But within... 48 hours, everything fell into place. And I thought, oh my God, this is how it's supposed to be. This is fantastic. Um, found the soulmate. Everything fell into place. Ah, oh, God, this is going to be wonderful. I had expectations. Now, mind you, Bill was the first soulmate I discovered. He was the first soulmate that sent me on this entire mission um, and eventually out of body ecstasy and the whole nine yards. And I didn't understand. I didn't understand when I went and found Bill because I had nothing to read that would help me understand. Um, hence, another reason why I'm writing the book. <clears throat> so I had all these expectations. You know, I'm going out to California to see my soulmate. Here's the man who put my life on a whole new path, opened up massive doors to an area I never even dreamt was there. So I had expectations. I had big, oh, big expectations. I thought, you know, once he takes one look at me, something in his head would go click, and he'd, he'd know who I was. He'd have that pull. How could he not know? And with that pull, gosh darn it, he'd want to talk to me. 
and we would we would talk into the night about past lives, about our life now, and, and how we met, and this time around, etc., etc. We'd laugh, we'd have fun, we'd exchange phone numbers. He'd eventually call me. We'd date, we'd fall in love. Oh my God, the expectations! That's right, Zena. Expectations. I'd, I'd leave my husband and my son and I would, would go live with him and um, I'd finally have that love I desperately craved. I'd finally have that understanding, that connection that I wanted so bad. And so I go out there. <clears throat> and we kept, him and I kept ending up We'd standing next to one another. Not talking, but standing next to one another. <clears throat> no matter where I'd go, I'd turn, there he was. Or vice versa. You know, no matter where he was, he turned, there I was. And I, I didn't do it on purpose. And I wore my my necklace with the three stones in it because I had, I had a feeling that he would like it. And even though other people were telling me to wear something else, I couldn't. I just knew. So... He'd walk around the crowd with his head down, and he was coming up to pass me, and he caught sight of my necklace. And he looked at the necklace, and he looked at me, and we said hi. That was that. And uh, he went off to have a cigarette, and I, uh, I, I, you know, helped give him some peace as he smoked. And uh, that was that. He went on his way, I went on my way, and... Uh, we, we didn't speak after that. And to say that I was devastated was the biggest understatement of the century. Um, I was, I could have sworn I was mortally wounded. It, that's what it felt like. I was just, oh my God. I can't even begin to tell you. I, I, can't, I can't put it into words. It was like, Somebody gutted me alive. They tore out my heart and they tore out my hope. And the gaping hole that was left there was just filled with this black goop of pain and despair. I couldn't understand how the one person who has been with me since the beginning of time, our time anyways, and we've been through hundreds of lives together, just walk away and reject me. Not give two shakes. Not give a damn. I had expectations. I went in there with expectations based on everything I had read, based on people I talked to. I had expectations. And they were crushed. They weren't just crushed. Crushed. They were, they were obliviated. I mean, it was like a nuclear bomb went off in my heart. It was, I was shattered. I'm, and for those of you who've been with me for a long time, you know this. I stopped writing my Allie's Two Cents blog. I stopped being um, forthcoming with the different dreams I had and the visions I had. And people, when I talked to people, I, just, I stopped it all. Because I thought, all the stuff I had, and then I go and I meet him, and this happens? Are you effing kidding me? Hell no. Hell no, hell no. 
you know, I when I stopped writing <coughs> in the blog, I stopped caring that other people were thinking they were crazy. I stopped caring that people hurt. I stopped being me. When I when I stop caring, I'm not me because I'm very caring. I am always concerned about what people are going through. Um, probably too much. But, I mean, that's why I put myself out there. That's why I open myself up to uh, ridicule and to uh, horrible things people have said to me over the years about the guys and soul, soul connections and out-of-body ecstasy and everything. But I went with expectations. And they were just obliviated. Had I gone, <coughs> had I gone, but the only expectation was, I'm going to meet him. We're going to be in the same room after who knows, you know, how many hundreds of years it has been or who knows since the last time him and I were in the same room together. And the only expectation I would have had would be to meet him and say hello. I wouldn't have been crushed. I would have gotten what I went there for. I wouldn't have put this person on on such... I didn't put him on a pedestal because I, I still don't. Um, but I hate so many outcomes on a person who didn't know about the outcomes I had heaped upon him, had no control over what I heaped upon him, and whether or not he spoke to me, whether or not we... Yeah, I know, Zena. Oh, for God's sakes. Can you give me a break back there? Stop. She is something else right now. Oh, my God. Now Lucky's getting into it. Oh, for crying out loud. Stick a fork in me, guys. But with all this, this is my point. I had expectations. I had specific expectations put on a person who was a soulmate, and I expected him to act ABC, and we didn't act ABC because of all the expectations I put there, my life fell apart. And I didn't learn. Oh no, I didn't learn. I did the same thing with Will when I met him in February of 2008. I had expectations. I did it again. I didn't do it quite as bad, mind you. <laughs> I didn't have as, nearly as many expectations with Will as I did with Bill. But they were still there. And I went. And we talked. And we had a marvelous conversation. And it everything I mean, it went fantastic. Um, and it went fantastic. We had marvelous conversations because I didn't put the expectations on Will as I did on Bill. Okay. But I did put expectations on what would happen afterwards. And when those expectations fell, <laughs> again, I was crushed. Again. And between the, the soul crushing of Bill in 2005 and the further soul crushing of Will in 2008, I'm like, I have had enough. And again, this was at the beginning, still, of learning about soulmates and soul clusters and soul families and soul circles and ah, and all the soul stuff. I didn't understand, hence the expectations. Now I understand much better. <laughs> and um, 
I don't have those same expectations when I meet somebody within my soul group. Um, I have met more within my soul group, but I have not heaped on any expectations on them except the fact that I'm meeting somebody in my soul group and I am very damn happy. And I haven't been disappointed. And it hasn't been soul crushing. And in fact, those relationships continue. We talk. We email. We video chat. Um, because there was no crushing of weight of expectations put upon something um, at a time. So when you're finding your soulmates, when you are finding your twin flame, you need to forego the expectations. Now, when you put expectations on a person, you know, we've already formed an opinion. We've already have constructed this outcome. And we have not taken their feelings, their life, their view, their situation into consideration at all. It's all about us. So the expectations that we place upon a soulmate or a twin flame when we meet them is all ego talking. That's right, Zena. It is all ego talking. Because if we would take them into consideration at all and what's going on in their life, then we wouldn't be so quick to throw the expectations out there. We wouldn't. Now, when you have expectations of, say, that someday, yes, you're going to find love, or expectations of finding the job of your dreams, or expectations of um, <clears throat> getting out of debt, or, or having extra income roll in, that's different than putting expectations heaped upon a soulmate. Now, when you do put those expectations upon a soulmate, and... You're crushed. Remember, you're soul to soul. You found the soulmate. You invited their energy into you. Your energy is into them. And when you are crushed, when you are devastated, when your life crumbles and you feel like hell and you're gutted and your heart and your hope are ripped out, what do you think happens to them? They don't even know it. But oh my God, all of a sudden they feel like crap. She feels like they've been gutted. She feels like their heart hurts. Their hope is gone. What the hell? And what do they do in response to that? So, how you, what you do, what you think, how you feel when you're, when you're with a soulmate, when you find your soulful connections and um, you've opened those doors, it affects them. How they feel affects you. So, a soulmate expectations need to be curtailed. They need to consist of oh my god I found somebody. My door is open to that person. My love is open to that person. If we are to be together in any shape, way, or form, it's already been ordained by our soul agreements. And again, I think I mentioned soul agreements last time. I'm going to have to do a podcast on that. <coughs> By our soul agreements. And with these soul agreements, we mo will most certainly meet up. So there's no need to put the expectations on because it's already going to happen. Because we, are, we already said it's going to happen. 
So, you're on the flowing river like my card showed up for the native spirit. No, Xena. Um, and you just go with the flow. This is all something for you to consider. Please think about it based off my experiences. Learn from me. The only expectations I urge you to consider as you hunt for your soul connections is the expectations of being consciously connected and not living like an island. Because once you're connected to your soulful connections, you're not an island. All else that transpires after being consciously connected and not living like an island, everything else is icing on the cake. Everything. Right, Zena? See? She agrees. So here we are at the end. I want to thank you for joining me here at Ask Alley. If you like this episode, please rate it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me at AllieThies.com. You guys have yourself a wonderful week, and I'll catch you next Monday. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.